Hello and welcome to Understanding Zero Trust, a mini-series by The Missing Link. I'm Beck Nay, I'm the Head of Marketing here at The Missing Link, and this week we'll be talking about why a people-centric zero trust strategy is important for your organisation. Joining me is Mark Dufrontignac, a sales engineer at Proofpoint, a leading cybersecurity company that protects organisations' greatest assets and biggest risks through their people. Proofpoint lead organisations of all sizes, including more than half of the Fortune 1000, and many rely on Proofpoint for people-centric security and compliance solutions. These mitigate their most critical risks across email, cloud, social media, and the web. Hey, Mark, thanks for joining us. Hi, how's it going? Good, thank you. Mark, when you talk about people-centric security, what does that mean? So people-centric security... It's a, a term Proofpoint's used for some time now in understanding who your most riskiest people are in an organization. We know that today most organizations use traditional cybersecurity tools, and most of these tools themselves are used to safeguard a pretty well-defined perimeter. So they encompass things like firewalls, servers, Cybersecurity professionals protect you know, data, and it's very much a infrastructure-focused architecture. So we also know that today there's a lot less software vulnerabilities. You know, organizations are actually patching a lot more than, you know, say, in the past 10 years. And there's been cybersecurity, a big push to baking in security into the software development process, which obviously led, leads to less vulnerabilities in the, in the code itself. So if you think about it from an actor's perspective, it's a lot easier for the bad actors to actually exploit human weakness over, say, investing their time in exploiting a software vulnerability or, or attacking a piece of infrastructure itself. We also know that email is the number one attack vector, attack vector today with the Verizon data breach and investigations report in 2020 saying that 96% of social actions actually arrive via email. And if you think about it in an organization, every single person in the organization uses email to communicate and uh, email is also embedded very deeply into business processes as well. So the whole idea of, of, of people-centric security from a proof point standpoint is to really surface those risky users, okay, understand which users are being attacked and trying to buy these actors who, who today are really focusing on stealing their, you know, their corporate credentials. We do this by creating a, an attack index and something we call our very attack people or uh, VAPs, okay, and being able to surface these highly targeted individuals, okay, uh, in the organization. And so, Mark, most of us have been working from home over the past six months, and for many, this is the new norm. Has this remote working changed the type of cyber attacks we've seen recently? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's obviously a lot of organizations have felt a lot of the pain associated with moving operations to at-home work from, you know, in-office environments. So the actors themselves actually understand that and they a lot of these bad actors are actually opportunistic and, and prey on misfortunes of others and um, and obviously this, this busy time of transitioning to the remote or the work-from-home type workforce. It's also quite difficult to actually protect individuals or people working from home when they don't have a consistent connection to a trusted corporate environment which is protected by the traditional perimeter. 
And we find that a lot of employees would, there's a lot of risk introduced as well, okay, associated with the changes in business process and also distractions for individuals actually working at home. You know, one, you know, you could be typing away in an email or about to log into an application, but not really thinking about what you're doing. And there's a distraction from a family member that, uh, you know, interrupts your, your process, which could lead to something like a well-crafted socially engineered message that, you know, you click on and inadvertently lose your uh, credentials. So those risks associated working from home are more prevalent. From Proofpoint's perspective, we've seen a whole lot more around coronavirus email, threat-themed emails across business email compromise, credential theft, malware and spam campaigns. And it hasn't really just been a specific industry that's been targeted by the actors. We have seen a lot initially with the coronavirus abuse of well-known brands or um, trusted organizations or health organizations such as the World Health Organization the CDC in the US, and also even Australian Federal Health Department. So even more recently, as the pandemic progresses, we've seen actors actually change their tactics and actually send email lures that impersonate the organisations themselves. And it could be, say, you know, a subject in an email saying, you know, change to working from home policy, requesting your urgent response. So again, trying to have the user or target, socially engineer the user based on urgency to actually click on a link in an email, which might be fraudulent. And so how can organisations protect its people during these times from these exact types of attacks? So again, with Proofpoint, we're able to actually surface those risky users by identifying human vulnerability and, and using that Proofpoint attack index, we can surface those users who are being more targeted, specifically over the email vector, but because of the fact that so many threats are actually being sent by email. Also, we can identify it by users clicking or identify user risk by a user actually clicking on a risky email, even if they're off the network. They don't have to be connected to the corporate environment for us to provide a proactive lot of visibility around you know, a user clicking on a phishing link or a malware link whilst they're working at home. But also reducing or identifying human vulnerability through training and education. So if a user is not actually passing user education awareness programs or training, then we can actually identify that user as being at risk. So we can actually apply training such as even safe data handling education for at-home users and also safe computing-based training whilst working at home. Just a couple of other areas here. So administrative controls are also important around you know the organization being clear to the user about constantly communicating about new work-from-home processes and practices. But as long as they don't hinder the user in how they do their job, it's, it's important to make sure that those processes don't hinder the way that people work. Because if, if, they, if it does, then it actually also it makes users want to not follow those processes and find alternate methods. And also around uh, zero trust methods so and multi-factor authentication. We know that users are now working at home. They may not be working behind that trusted or that perimeter, that traditional cybersecurity perimeter that's been, been built. They're accessing applications off the network. And we need to be able to protect those users whilst they're working in, say, an untrusted area. And we need to be able to um, provide a form of authentication to distributed applications, which actually sit either on-premise in a traditional data center or in the cloud. So we need to authenticate them. We need to be able to authorize and constantly verify the levels of access they have. And also we need to account for their actions. So if you think about it, a traditional UBA-based solution might not work whilst a user is accessing applications whilst they're at home, not connected to the enterprise network via some form of traditional VPN. Okay, so being able to detect and understand and make accountable 
the actions users form whilst at home and be able to monitor that for risk. So an insider threat management program is also an important part of, um, of uh, you know, protecting people whilst they're at home. I think it's no secret that traditional VPN solutions worked well for the last decade or so. Is a VPN still relevant for the way we work today? Well, VPNs were invented 20 years ago and they were built for the purposes of giving remote users access to the internal environment behind that traditional security perimeter of firewalls and proxy servers, etc. So there's no real clear definition today around trusted insiders and untrusted outsiders. So, you know, anyone could access a, a SaaS application on their home network, but not connected to the, I guess, the, the trusted environment within an enterprise. So they, I would say they're no longer, they're no longer relevant today. I think times are changing because of the fact that, you know, legacy apps are moving into the cloud and they're accessible anywhere. And because of the fact of people are working from home and they no longer have to be on the network to access these apps. And also the shift of these of, of an organization's data to the cloud means that these SaaS-based apps are accessible anywhere and an organization's IP and data is actually exists in these apps where you know anyone could actually access that, that information. There's also the, the question around supply chain access, around how do we give our uh, say contractors access into, into a, an organization's environment to use an application, but only restrict that access. So this is where we come in and talk a little bit around zero trust network access and how we can actually change the paradigm from that, that traditional perimeter to protecting the individual whilst, whilst they're at home and accessing applications, no matter if they're in the cloud or on-premise, and also uh, as, you know, being able to detect any sort of data leakage that might occur, might occur at home. And so what should we as remote workers and organizations be on the lookout for now? So there's two points here. So remote workers, employees working at home, and uh, I think from a remote worker standpoint, I think you know users themselves have to be more vigilant about the emails that they receive and really scrutinize those emails before they click on on a link. One thing as well is that uh, you know checking that you know, if you receive an email for a parcel, is that really your parcel coming in? <laughs> have a thorough read and understand um, before you, you go ahead and click. Also around how you, you access the corporate environment. So use the corporate devices at home for work only. Do not share those devices with family members and be careful accessing things like personal email whilst at home. The interesting thing is you can for many of these, you know, public personal email providers or even banking applications that you may, you access, you can apply multi-factor authentication to these. So you can protect yourself using dual authentication mechanism and you should, you should set that up. And also, you should be clear on how you actually report threats as a as a as a an individual. What, what clear on the process of reporting threats or um, or incidents to the organisation now, or to security response teams, I should say. From an organisation's perspective, we want to actually be able to identify risky users and, and address any sort of human vulnerability through training. So, risky users being able to understand which users are being targeted by which threats. We want to be able to protect employees as much as possible whilst they're off the network using controls such as. Zero Trust VPNs, such as the Proofpoint Meta solution, Casby solution, which Proofpoint also offers, and also things like the Gartner term of, of SASE around being able to even protect you know users that are at the, the secure access service edge you know at home. So that plays an important part of it, but also around being able to provide visibility to negligent um, or malicious employees working from home again. And Proofpoint does have a solution around uh, insider threat management 
that can actually help with providing that, uh, you know, giving visibility into level of risk for, a say, an insider, a negligent or a malicious employee working at home because there is no face-to-face supervision at home and applications themselves, you know, data handling can occur outside of corporate networks, which they can no longer monitor. So these are the key areas and the challenges that are being faced by today's organisations and remote workers. Thank you for tuning into Understanding Zero Trust. For our listeners, if you would like any further information, you can visit our podcast page at themissinglink.com.au, which can be found via the show notes. Tune in for next week's episode discussing the fundamentals of implementation for devices.